wonder when you look at the cross, what do you see? This cross here, this beautiful cross, right in the middle, at the centre of our service today. I wonder what do you see? What do you feel? Just place yourselves in the shoes of the people of the stories we've just heard. Mary Magdalene, Nicodemus, Simon Peter, Mary the mother of Jesus. These are all people who were there at this historic event. They watched what happened to Jesus. They saw him on the cross with their very own eyes. They wrestled. We can hear the wrestle with each one of them. They wrestled with the things that he did and what others did to him. Mary Magdalene, she's been seen properly for the first time since she was a child. I don't know if you know her story, but she is a reformed prostitute. She's someone who is outcast by society. No one wanted anything to do with her. Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus cast out seven demons from her. She's clearly a very troubled lady. But she saw, she saw Jesus and Jesus saw her. The message that Jesus brought to her was truly life-changing. This is the first time she's ever been accepted by anyone, ever been looked at properly. And now she's standing and she's watching her saviour die on the cross. What about Nicodemus? He's a respected leader in, in the Sanhedrin, in the Jewish council. He's afraid, though, of being associated with Jesus. He doesn't quite know what he believes. But you can hear in his story, there's this glimmer of hope that this might be the Messiah that he's been waiting for. This might be God come down. And I think maybe he probably does believe that it is. But he can't say it for fear of what might happen to him. He can't say it out loud at least. But maybe in his heart there's this hope that this Jesus might be the Messiah. And this Simon Peter, well, he's got some regrets. <laughs> the Bible tells us that he's denied Jesus three times. And he believes in Jesus wholeheartedly. He's not afraid to tell everyone that. You know, he's, he's the rock. He's the guy. He's the stubborn guy who's like, yep, this is Jesus. This is, he's real. But when it came down to the wire, he froze. And he's left holding the bag, so to speak. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, she's watching her son die. Her only son. Well, her miracle son at least. Her miracle son. And he's watching, she's watching him suffer for what he's doing, for this calling that's on his life, for the mission that he appears to have on his shoulders. She holds memories in her heart of what it was like to be told that she's carrying the Son of God by an angel of the Lord who came to tell her that. And understandably, she's afraid of what might happen to him. Nobody wants to see their son die. 
And she's praying that he might be free of any suffering. Please, God, save my son from suffering. So each one of these people, they have questions, unanswered questions. They come to the cross with a deep anguish in their hearts and heart-wrenching questions that remain unanswered as they watch Jesus be nailed to the cross. I wonder if we maybe have similar things that we bring as we look at the cross. Similar questions. I wonder if we got you up here and you told us your story. What would it sound like? What kind of of themes would come out? Would there be a story about healing? Would there be a need for healing still? Would you speak of regrets like Simon Peter? Would you carry hope for a new beginning like Mary Magdalene? Maybe you would even speak about doubts that you have about whether Jesus really is who he says he is, right? Maybe you would have questions about why do the people around me have to suffer? Why does Jesus have to suffer? Maybe all of the above (laughs) or something else entirely. See, as I look at the cross this year, I really resonate with the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, of course. Watching her son go to the cross, her miracle son. Most of you know that I had a son this year. So this story kind of hits home in a different way. And in a lot of ways, he is my miracle son. And we didn't know if we'd be able to have children. But now I've got this little little dude, little six-month-old dude, and I'm not going to give him up for anyone. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And we didn't know if we could have children, and there was a bunch of loss there. There was, We experienced a lot of grief. And in and amongst those losses that we experienced, that came with a lot of grief, a lot of questions, Questions about suffering, questions about why is this happening? Why did these things happen? And and in that, some pretty intense anxiety as well. And so as I approach and as I look at this cross this year with my miracle son with me, I come knowing that I'm bringing my whole story. I have my son now. But I'm also bringing the stuff that came before it, the awful stuff, the really hard stuff, the questions that in a lot of ways still remain unanswered. But I'm also bringing that with the miracle intermingled together. And I think that no matter where we are on the journey, as we look at the cross, we've probably each got a variety of things going on in our minds and in our hearts. We might have questions, we might have sufferings we might have sorrows that we bring and as we bring the experiences that we have in our lives each one of our stories is unique each one of them carries something different it carries as like in all these stories we've already heard this morning 
we each carry a burden of some kind. Whether it be like the stories we've heard, whether it be something entirely, you know as you sit there and as you watch and join with us, you know what that burden is. And I want to say this morning that each of our stories are unique and they are valid. (laughs) They are seen by Jesus, just like Mary Magdalene is seen by Jesus. He sees your story. He sees the burdens that you bring. And how do I know that? Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5, tells us this. Yet it was our weakness that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. See, this is why Jesus died. It was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And as he went to the cross, he carried the weight of each of our suffering, of each of our burdens, each of our weaknesses, our disappointments, our sins, our questions, all the bad stuff we've done everything that ever took our attention away from Jesus, everything that we carry, he did it so that we could be whole. He did it for you and he did it for me. He was beaten and broken and crushed and whipped so that, he could be, so that we could be whole. It wasn't for himself and so that we could be healed. If we go back in the story to before Jesus is arrested, before he even goes to the cross, he's praying. He goes away with his disciples, and he prays to God his Father that this cup of suffering that he knows he's about to go through would be taken away from him. If you can imagine what that might have felt like, knowing in, all, in Jesus, Jesus, in all of his humanity, knowing what was about to happen, that he's going to be crucified, in, which is a way to die, the least humane way to die possible. It's awful. It's pain beyond anything that we can imagine. And he was there before he went to the cross, praying to God that he would take this away from him. He wept he was so stressed about it that he, the Bible tells us that he sweat, sweated blood. This is all over the price that he knew that he had to pay for each one of us, for our weaknesses, for our sorrows, for our suffering. And he didn't go to the cross lightly. <laughs> it, it took a lot. It took everything that he had to go to the cross. And it cost him a lot. It cost him his life, in fact. So I wonder as you look at the cross, what do you see? How do you feel? What do you bring? One translation of Isaiah 53, in verse 5, it says this, the punishment 
that brought us peace was on him. That's what he gives us. He gives us peace instead of our sorrow. Peace where there is anxiety. Peace where there are burdens that we bring that we can't carry anymore. suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. So here's the invitation. Let's bring our stories to the cross today. Whatever your story is, whatever burden that you carry, today... Jesus takes that to the cross with him. He takes that to be nailed to the cross as he was. Everything that would try to separate you from Jesus, everything in your life that is taking you away from him and from his best for you, you're invited to bring it to the cross today. Knowing that today, this Good Friday, he who hung the earth upon the waters, today he is hung upon the cross for you and for me. On the night before he died, Jesus gathered together with his disciples and he gave them something by which they were to remember him says in Matthew 26, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. <laughs>